0: You're back. <laughs> you hardly see hardly had time to miss me. How can I miss you if you won't go away? There you go. Back to the band.
1: Hello and welcome to Order Up! Bing! I got no bell this time.
0: I got no Order bell. Order Up the
1: show where we. I got nowhere else to ring. Where we bring you the six part miniseries The Order that came out in 2000 ish. Yeah, we're so well prepared. 2002. It was the follow-up to the Defenders Volume Two, and tonight, t- today, tomorrow, whatever day you're listening, we have reached Issue Four. Uh, I don't think we have any new Defenders news. Uh, many of you have probably already watched the Netflix series, and by now, the eight, eight episodes. Um, I don't think uh, I think we discussed that in our in our, in our regular Defenders show, though, did we, or did yeah. we not?
0: Pretty much. We didn't do a full again. review of it, but we talked about it.
1: Right. So, um, I guess we can just dive right in. Um, unless we got any any other new comic news or anything? I know uh, Kirk is uh, gleefully looking for comics for me this weekend at, at a convention.
0: Kirk Grunewald, Greenfield. You'll need to let me know what he finds for you and what well, I, what's on I, your immediate watch list because next week I'll be going to
1: New York Comic Con. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah, I'll try to update that. I'm going to try to search. Uh, uh, yes, yes, I do have a very in depth list, but uh, yeah, I just asked him about four specific books if he could find them. So yeah, I will. I will get with you on that if if we if Kirk strikes gold
0: or or if Kirk strikes out. Either way, sure, let me know Let me know what you're looking for, and I'll keep my eyes open.
1: Okay. Well, you want me to read the uh, – you read the last um, – Synopsis? Synopsis. Yeah, why, why this don't time you around?
0: read this
1: one? And this comes from defenders.ca. Uh, it's a summary of The Order, number four. It says, the curse works on. The Order is forced to battle the locust. It was locusts. And again are annoyed at the nuisance of it all. After winning the battle, the Hulk again refers to raping some of Red Raven's, yum, winged citizens, which disgust the others who promptly blast the Hulk and imprison him in an energy sphere. Using the star of Capstan Capstan, when the stars come back to Capistrano, Strange calls on the Green Hulk to replace the amoral Grey Brute. Back in New York, the defenders spend a few moments going over Samantha's Valkyrie's baby pictures. Hog arrives with the plan to get a female surfer analog. Meanwhile, remember that unoccupied throne at the center of the Order's floating citadel? Hmm something swirls from the shadows and begins to take form. Dun, dun, dun. Meanwhile wait, we just did a meanwhile. The Green Hulk, meanwhile... That's way too many meanwhiles in a sentence. Physically protests the Order's goals, but Strange and the Surfer managed to change him into the Professor Hulk. uh, If anybody's not familiar with the Professor Hulk, it was another mental persona of uh, Dr. Banner to where he had the intelligence... He had intelligence and the full strength of the Hulk, but he was... uh, Became what it... Doc Samson freed it out because I think he was he changed from right handed to left handed, didn't he? Oh,
0: I don't remember that.
1: Yeah, I remember that was like what tri- tripped him up. So anyway, the defenders observed this secretly, and when they get the surfer alone, they overpower him and stab him with a mystic blade. With a mystic knife. Step, 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 step. Clea utters a spell and removes the blade from the fallen surfer. He bleeds light, and from him is born Ardina. They explain to her their plan and she agrees. Suddenly, the order arrives and a battle ensues. But Strange quickly ends it by sending the defenders to another dimension. Dimension, 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 dimension. Back at the throne, a cloud with a smile forms. Ba 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 ba. All
0: right, and that's the synopsis. So now let's start taking a look at it. Let's I guess we'll start with the cover. Yeah. It's Nighthawk surrounded by the female Defenders. By six, six women. Which includes She-Hulk, Valkyrie, Ardina, Clea, Hellcat, and Nemorita. They are all very amply endowed, as drawn here.
1: But yet, I'm not real fond of this cover. So if this is to me, this is like the weakest cover so far.
0: Well, again, this is one where the layout for the cover is decent. It's a nice poster image. Uh, but the execution of it, I'm just not a huge Pacheco fan. I don't like the way he does faces, uh, and then that kind of carries through to my not being crazy about the whole cover because of that.
1: Yeah, they all look like they're squinting, kind of? Yeah. It's like they got a bright light in their face. All right, everybody smile. Uh, I can't see the sun's in my eyes. What?
0: So then, going in, and and there's also kind of a very pale pink light or light hue around. Yeah, the with little cover.
1: yellow. Well, yeah, there's little yellow stars coming off from Clea doing her little mystic mojo.
0: Yeah,
1: it's like kind of floating all around, and there's like a rainbow behind Namorita too. Like a rain- rainbow, like
0: a rainbow in the dark. <laughs> I'm sorry. And they're—it they're, uh, looks like they're kind of standing on a pile of rubble.
1: Barney Rubble, <laughs> no. bam,
0: bam. Oh, hey, Fred. Almost, almost looks like the uh, the the pile of bones from the Terminator
1: movie. Could be.
0: Anyway, I, I think it's kind of cool that the book opens up with them beating the crap out of the Locust. hes I mean, he is almost the definition of a, you know, D-list villain.
1: Wouldn't he be a B-list? Oh, <laughs> a <bug? laughs>
0: oh that's right. horrible. And I almost thought the Hulk actually crushed him
1: the first time, but he was crushing one of the big giant bugs. And oh, then yeah. he
0: was going to crush the Locust. Yeah. But I you know i I think that further emphasizes why they're just annoyed with this curse that they have to waste their time on on such a mort mm-hmm and right off the bat I think the artwork in this book has taken an uptick again mm-hmm
1: well mentioning that let me see so we're back this time all right as we said the cover was uh same people it has been Carlos Pacheco and Nesus marino. Uh, oh, we have a new
0: artist here, that's why it's an uptick.
1: Penciler. Ah, penciler's Dan Jurgens. And the inks? Inker is Bob Layton. That's so, right. that's that that's a
0: good <laughs> that's a good reason for an improvement in the art right there.
1: Yeah, and then the colorist is again Gregory Wright, letterer is Randy Gentile, editor's Tom Bravort and Mark Subarak and Joe Casada is the EIC editor in chef.
0: And it's written by Joe Duffy and Kirk, Kirk Busiak.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kurt Busiak, not Kirk. Kirk is Greenfield.
1: Sorry. I'm Kirk Greenfield. Oh, sorry.
0: Okay, so uh, after they beat the uh, Locust fairly easily, the Hulk is standing with his foot on his chest, and he says, one more good, good squish would take care of him forever, but you Namby pambies won't go for that, will you? <laughs> And no, they won't. That's even though this is basically their evil personas, they're still not ready to go that far.
1: hulk well, has got like a new outfit too, doesn't he? Yeah. It's very strange looking. It's almost, got like,
0: almost like when the Thing wore the full body suit.
1: Yeah, but he's got like this weird lapel thing. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's not a good. It's not a good look. It's uh, kind of cool how quickly Doctor Strange and the Silver Surfer take him out. When he starts talking about raping the uh, the bird women,
1: mm, yeah, yeah, they zap him in the back, and he just goes face first right in them, right in the dirt. And then uh, we get a nice shot of him in a big green bubble later back at the citadel. You miserable, <laughs> filthy, backstabbing!
0: I like the way the submariners. I mean, I' not crazy actually about the. Portioning on his upper body, but I do like the way he's just casually standing there, like screw you. Actually, I don't like his uh, the way his arms are, and also his left ankle is kind of really screwy.
1: Well, yeah, he's got a massive calf. Those calf muscles could like he could well, look
0: like... look from the bottom of the calf down to the toes. I mean, that's that's a weird looking foot. Yeah, that's that's uh, Rob Liefeld came in and drew the foot for them. Ooh. I mean, I I understand that part of it is the shadow on the steps, but it's still weird mm-hmm. looking. Anyway, uh, yeah, so they uh they they do a little uh hocus pocus and replace him with the Green Hulk.
1: La da 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 da, abracadabra.
0: But that's an interesting thing, though, that they actually have control over that, because you know the early on it made it look like they didn't have any control over.
1: Well, and I think, uh, you know, he says, um, he says this won't, uh, Strange says this won't do. The curse seeks to revert him to the form he was in when originally cursed. We already tried that. It didn't go well. So even though they're changing him, they don't, they have to keep, uh, they don't, you know, they've got a, it's like a trial and error. And, you know, they, it's like they can't really pick what they want. It's why I think they, they have to like mess around with it for a while.
0: But I'm I'm surprised that they have any level of control. Mm. You know, it, it it kind of dilutes the argument that uh, that these are heroic people who are not in control. Mm. You know, now all of a sudden they do have control to some extent. So I don't know. I I, I don't know where this is going to go in issues five and six. I don't know if somehow that's going to be explained away.
1: Yeah, because when they bring the Green Hulk, he's kind of like, oh, what, wait, 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 what's going on? Hulk remembers, dumb magician and shiny man, hurt Hulk. Uh, make Hulk go away, hurt Hulk's friends. And then they're like, oh, God, this guy again.
0: And then Iron Fist is in the next panel. <laughs> oh, no, that's Dr. Strange.
1: Uh, yeah, it kind of looks like an Iron Fist, kind of.
0: Yeah, it's just because the shadows on his face look like the Iron Fist mask. Yeah. And then we cut to the other defenders along with their recruits at uh, Valkyrie's parents' home and the bunny rabbit computer.
1: Mr. Bunny Hopper, I think.
0: And it's it's kind of cool that the parents are showing child, you know, baby pictures of uh, Valkyrie's human host <laughs> until it's Papa Hag comes in the house.
1: On the snowboard.
2: Yeah, he's,
0: he's a strange character. I, I'm. It's going to be interesting to see where they go with him. Yeah. So, that, you know, they start discussing where they're going to find the female counterpart to the Silver Surfer. And he says, gather close children and Papa Hog will explain it all to you. See, to me, I mean, I, I think it's not really a... Uh, not really much of an insight here but it's like why would they give him so much control over what they're doing
1: yeah they're pretty trustworthy
0: yeah exactly
1: well he has technically hasn't steered him wrong yet so
0: yeah but I still feel like they're giving him a little too much so then as he starts putting his p- plan into place that's when we see a figure begin to form on that seat and he does look kind of, kind of Papa Hog-like.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, because he does like Elisa's. And the Defenders, uh, he's talking with um, their, uh, Valkyrie's talking with her mom. But then Papa Hog's like, well, the, he says, uh Um but we got a plan and the Defenders got to go right now. And they disappear in a flash of light. And then, like you're saying, next we see the Citadel and there's like a, it alludes to the, you know, it's got the shining, ugly, you know, the, um a wicked smile that could look a little like Papa Hog, because uh, you know?
0: Yeah. Let me cut from that to the Green Hulk, who's being uh, not treated very nicely by the Silver Surfer and the Submariner, because he apparently doesn't agree with their methods. And as he's battling them, Doctor Strange and the Silver Surfer both put some sort of uh, hex on him, which causes him to now have Bruce Banner's brain, and with Bruce Banner's brain, he's willing to go along with the Order's plan.
1: Yes, he suddenly became the professor again. The professor persona. Because that was during the whole uh, oof, how, what was the name of the... Mm, I think Mike Bailey would know. So would J. David Weeder, because that was like the Peter David era mm-hmm. of the Hulk. When he was with, uh, oh shoot, I can't remember. It's a whole other uh, group of guys. Agamemnon. Ugh, it's drawing a blank. Drawing a blank. I'm, I'm a poor excuse for a comic fan.
0: You are. Hey. I'm just just being agreeable.
1: Hey, don't don't make me have a full argument with you. <laughs>
0: that one's for you, Russell. <laughs> So then, you know, as as they all start to part th- part ways, that's when you see the defenders and their recruits kind of hanging in the shadows, waiting to uh, to catch the silver surfer by surprise.
1: And you know what? You can tell they're whispering, and you know how, because they made the words lighter and the bubbles like little translucent, like they're whispering.
0: I do like when the letterer. <laughs> does something yeah yeah to 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 show you that things are not just at a regular. oh i wasn't trying
1: to be sarcastic I was no like, i it's, know it's,
0: it's 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 a nice touch that you're like okay you know no i'm, I'm only agreeing with you bill i'm not i'm not trying to criticize <laughs> <laughs> hey we're getting into the goofy gopher territory now oh no no
1: no no yes 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 please go on so
0: then you know I don't really remember the Silver Surfer sleeping much. But then again, you know, you wouldn't have comic books that would show people sleeping too much. Except for Captain America in Avengers number four. <laughs> well, most of the early Avengers.
1: It's time for a nap. Uh, I've only been in the ice for, you know, well, at that time, like 20 years. But, you know, I'm so tired.
0: But it's it's pretty wild that they, they have the Mystic Blade that they can... Uh, well, what they effectively do is they kind of cut out one of his kidneys and leave him in a... Uh, Leave I, him in a bucket, with a bucket of ice. I was thinking along the
1: lines of Adam and Eve, like they
0: carved yeah, out a rib. It. Oh, I think that's exactly what it's supposed to be.
1: You know, because it's kind of in his side. And, uh, and um, Clea calls on Umar, which, if I remember correctly, is her mother.
0: Isn't Umar, um, what's his name? Dormammu's sister? Sister, which I believe...
1: Sister. Oh. Sister, which uh, Clea's not daughter I think she's his niece now, you know I what?
0: think I- you're right I think you are correct about that
1: I'm gonna take a look real quick cause right. I have to know
0: and then, then there's an interesting shot there where Surfer's kind of falling over with the mystic blade in his side mm mm-hmm. mhm and uh Clea gives her enchantment which includes Umar and uh then yes. p- pulls, pulls out the blade. Go ahead.
1: Umar is her mother and sister to uh, Dormammu. So she would be Dormammu's niece. Okay. Dormammu is her uncle. Her
0: crazy uncle. <laughs> it's like Uncle Arthur on Bewitched. You can have Paul Lind <laughs> playing Dormammu. It's Dormammu. <laughs> oh, Doctor Strange. Anyway, so she pulls out I'll the take, blade. Uh,
1: I'll take Dormamu in the center square. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she pulls out the blade and light kind of erupts from the surfer.
1: A gooey, gleam, green and, light.
0: And then it takes the form of Ardina. Whoosh. I don't really understand, other than to say, oh, yeah, magic. I don't really understand how this is supposed to happen. Except, yeah. and I guess you said, like, it's kind of like Adam's ribs, so... And
1: uh, <laughs> Nighthawk is really smitten.
0: Well, I like there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven panels at the side of her appear for you know her, the first appearance of her, which is full length of the page, and off to the right there's the seven panels which has the reactions of the various people, and uh, everybody's just kind of calm and not not necessarily happy with what it is, except for Nighthawk, who's clearly like you said smitten.
1: <laughs> he's his, he's gotta look like ooh go pop a hog. And then he's uh looks he's got that nervous, like boyish grin. Uh you know, I'm handsome under this mask and rich.
0: So Ardina appears in kind of a uh, Frankie Ray outfit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she um pretty much looks like um Nova, except she's got a different hairstyle and she's not on fire. But yeah, yeah, she's pretty much got the same outfit, and, and she's
0: uh, she's on board right away. They tell her what's going on, and she's like, "Okay, sounds good I'm to me." In. I'm in.
1: And then, uh, as <laughs> soon as she says, "Yeah, I'm I'm on board," and then you hear from behind them, uh, from a strictly aesthetic standpoint, I'd have to agree. And uh, they're like, "What?" They turn and and I like this shot. Um, yeah, oh yeah, of this, of although Namor's got a huge head, he does. He's but it's a
0: good, it's a good shot. The dark if lighting they on and everything. Just that
1: head down just a little bit. Maybe shave an inch off of that forehead. And uh, I remember
0: he, I listened to a uh, an interview with Gene Colan on Comic Geek Speak one time, and they were talking to him about different characters that he drew. And at one point, he was like, hey, Namor was the toughest one with that flat head." <laughs> <laughs> But, it was very amusing the way he said.
1: But we've got a great shot of the Hulk. Who the look he has is like the Hulk is tired of your shit.
0: He almost looks like the Frankenstein monster in that picture. Mm. Not the Marvel version of it. I'm thinking the uh, you know the the classic movie version.
1: Well, now I'm picturing Herman Munster. <laughs>
0: Well, Grandpa. Darn, darn,
1: darn, darn. <laughs> Lily. And uh, well, I guess that would make Doctor Strange, uh, Grandpa, and uh, Namor, uh, Eddie.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, there. It's all dark behind them. They're all got some nice shadows on them, and uh, Strange has his fist up and says. Uh, I know not how you breached our wards without detection, but there will be consequences. And he's got a raised fist up, you know, towards them. And, uh, yeah, his other two compadres are just kind of staring on in stone-cold silence. And uh, <laughs> the jig is up.
0: <laughs> yep. And and right off the bat, Nighthawk says, Hey, Hulk's green again, but why? I like that, that it's not just... mm-hmm. Slipping their notice, you know, or it's not happening without us getting some sort of reaction there. And, uh, Submariner says he, and not Submariner, excuse me, Silver Surfer says he's depleted, but now that he's awake, his power stores should suffice. Mm-hmm. And they, and the battle is joined at that point. And they're each taking on their counterpart. Hulk is taking on She Hulk. Namor is taking on Namorita. Uh, surfers taking on Ardina, and they look like they're actually dancing. And uh, Clea and Doctor Strange start to battle.
1: Man, N- N- Namor fights dirty, grabbing her and, uh, his cousin's wing on her ankle. Yeah. Ow, my wings! Only another submariner would know how much that hurts. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> silly. I mean. It's like, ow, ow, ow. Like look out, oh, look out, look out. Ow, ow,
0: ow, 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 ow.
1: So uh, the Avenging Son whacks his uh, cousin. I think pretty much takes her out. Um, Surfer takes out Ardina. Um, Strange and Clear are still fighting. And then uh, Strange decides he's going to... Do a little another whammy whammy. This time he's not going to send them home. He's just going to send them somewhere. And where that place is, we don't really know. And and here again at the end of the issue, we have another red herring, maybe, in that we see the the throne in the citadel with a pile of black smoke with a big set of teeth. And well, because and it says, and nearby, it shows that. And then it says, and far. And we're we see Papa Hog. He says, "Now, Fluffy Bunny, now the defenders be gone, and when and we see we see if the Earth live or if it die." Next issue, blinded by science.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, they seem to be making it so obvious that it's Papa Hog. That I'm thinking maybe they're going to throw us some sort of curveball because they're making it too obvious. So I don't know if this is a weakness in the writing or a strength in the writing just yet. I'm going to have to see how it plays out.
1: Yeah, because this time they're really beating you over the head with it. So, and
0: but, if it, uh, you know, if it isn't him, then they're going to have to give me something that makes sense instead, you know, because they're giving me all these false clues. Now, on the other hand, if it is him, then I want to know what the motivation is and what he's doing. You know, either way, they have some, some you know, things they need to accomplish to make this work right.
1: Mm-hmm. What's so my motivation?
0: We're gonna see in the last two issues <laughs> of this. All
1: right. Well, uh, I went first last time. You want to give your rating this time around?
0: Sure. Uh, yeah, the cover. It, it's. It's really not that great. It's not, you know, it's not barely, badly drawn. It's just not, I, it's, it's not compelling. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a C. I'm not just not crazy about it. Uh, the interior art, on the other hand, is solid. It's, you know, back up to a high level like that first issue was. I'm going to say, I'm torn between an A or an A-. And I think I'm going to go A- minus because there's a couple of spots where it's just not, Exactly right, like the big surfer head. You know, the pic- the overall picture is great, but it's just not. You know, there's a couple of spots where it's just not quite to the A. You know, the solid A. I'm mm-hmm. gonna you know, say an A minus on the artwork, and the story. Uh, I gotta say, I think this one's a little weaker than the issue before it, as far as the story goes. Uh, and I know it's you know it's just one one part in in the uh, story, so I gotta see where it goes to. But I'm rating it on the individual issue. And as this individual issue, I'm gonna say a B minus. So hmm. overall, I'll give the book a B minus.
1: Okay, um, I'm with you on the cover. It's 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 all right, but it's uh, it's a C. It's a C cover. The interior art is uh, well, you know, we've got Dan Jurgens and Bob Leighton. I mean, I don't really know of many other times these... I, I'd have to dig around to see where the other times these two have worked together. Can you think of anything? Because I, I I didn't even realize that they had done the art on this because I hadn't re- re- read ahead on the artists.
0: Yeah, no, I don't remember them working together before. But I do like the combination.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So the art... I'm going to give the art a... Uh, an A minus as well. The story, it, I'm following right in line with you. I'm going to give it like a B. I think a B plus because I liked the where how they brought in the different aspects of the Hulk. But it's kind of like a well, why can they do that? So that kind of brings it down a little bit. But but it's still uh, yeah. I'm I'm still going to give the story a B, a B. And then um, so I I guess we're still. The art brings it up a little. I'm going to say a B plus B book. Pretty much we're averaging B's so far through the whole the whole series,
0: <laughs> which is better than average. I mean, it's not like we're saying this is bad in any way.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, we've had quite the changes in in in, in the art chores. I'm going to peek ahead to the next issue. I'm curious who did the who does the art next time around. We will be changing artists again. Ivan Rice and Joe Pimento. Well,
0: I I know Ivan Reese, and I like his work. Uh, I don't know Joe Pimento.
1: Have we seen him already on this? I'm trying to go back to who did the... No, no. Let me look to issue two. Nope, we're changing artists again. Yeah, so when we get to...
0: All right, well, we'll see. We'll get to the next issue next time around. But in the meanwhile, why don't we read a little bit more email?
1: Meanwhile, oops, I closed it. Bam, bam.
0: Actually, so did I. We'll have to reopen our email. We'll have to re-redispose of the email. Yikes.
1: Squirrel mill away. All right, here we go. Whoops, not that one. Those are...
0: so we have three emails by uh, Russell Bragg. You <laughs> want to do the first one or the second.
1: Sure. Uh, it is Back to the Bins 292. You can call him Al. Hello, fellows. I enjoyed the great variety of tunes from Dr. Bill to start the show, followed by Paul joining in for duet stylings. Uh, what did we sing? I don't remember. I
0: don't even remember.
1: Uh, <laughs> it was fun. S- still no Scott, huh? Oh, you know what? Maybe that should be the for the H. Scott, huh? Gardner. <laughs> uh, boy, to care more about your job over your podcasting sure takes nerve.
0: Apparently, apparently Scott's employees don't know how, how popular he is in the podcasting world.
1: That's right. It was never a secret, so I'm not revealing anything. It's hush-hush. I have never talked to Al Sedano other than textually. Textual, oh, and text. I'm like, textually? What? Like Metaphysically? Um, but he will be guest hosting an episode of the DC Comics Present show. He will be doing number 85 with Swamp Thing. I don't have any of the comics talked about, so let's get that out of the way right now. I never even heard of the comic book called Criminal, brought by Dr. Bill. Did I bring that or did like? Yeah I think I actually picked that I know I've had you just pick something
0: yeah. random for me I had a Captain America book uh, Al had the, uh, the What's it called? The Commandy book And you had yep. Criminal I think uh, I think picked it. it for you Did you? I think that was one of the ones On where you that said, one? Get, get me an indie, And I got you that one
1: Yeah because I'm so indecisive I'm like what about this one? What about that one? What about... It says uh, Commandy. I know next to nothing about I did a spotlight on him when I covered DC Comics Presents number 64 with Captain America one fifty, I was close. I have issues I have issues one hundred comics away, two forty seven to two fifty five. Isn't that the burn run or somewhere around there?
0: It's around there. I don't
1: know if yeah. that's exactly Does that count?
0: Yeah, no sure Russell. counts. Sure it counts. No. No.
1: No. See, that's an it's argument a, there for Russell.
0: It's like he has the same issue.
1: <laughs> yes. Only a hundred away. So no.
0: It's like when I have my uh, my copy of Spider Man 100, I'm gonna sell it as if it's number one.
1: <laughs> okay, you you work on that. You gonna scratch off the two zeros?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Just white out.
1: <laughs> For your information, Doctor Bill, I have seen Spaceballs. Hey, how about that? I want to say that I saw it in a the theater. I saw it in a the theater. Did you see it in a the theater, Paul? I saw it when well, I did not. that's the time I was in high school. I did not. I want to say I saw it in the theater, but honestly can't remember. I have it on Blu-ray. I absolutely love Mel Brooks. Like Paul, I too love '70s and '80s music. There's nothing like it. I finally remember post Brady Bunch shows, such as the Brady Bunch Variety Show with Fake Jan. I believe it was a very, a very, very Brady Christmas that featured Fake Cindy.
0: <laughs> that was the st- the very Brady Christmas was what was what started the. Uh the dramatic one-hour series that they had after that. Mm. That was almost a pilot episode for
1: it. I even enjoyed the Brady bide, Brides, which, you know, no fakes in that. Better close for now. Really enjoyed the show. Thank you for keeping me entertained at work. Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia, host. And that's Rusty Bragg from Clarksburg, you don't, West Virginia.
0: What does Russell Bragg? do at work that he listens to all these podcasts? Just I wondering. don't know. So the next I hope he's email. not
1: like... Uh, Wait, you be, just, he's not that. like an air
0: traffic controller or something.
1: <laughs> wow, <laughs> you went in a completely different—you went in a completely different direction than I did, and I got to. Uh, I was going to say, hopefully, he's not like uh, Dexter and he's like killing serial killers or anything.
0: Oh, if he's killing serial killers, I'm, I'm on board. It's
1: fine. He's, he's doing a service, yeah.
0: So the, the next one is back to the bins, two ninety one inhuman gems. Odin does not clean Ravenpool. <laughs> Hi, guys. Nope, didn't have any of these issues. I have seriously gone back and forth about collecting Amethyst ever since I covered her appearance in DC Comics Presents number 63. She sounds like an interesting character. I never knew much about the Inhumans except for Black Bolt because he can't open his mouth and Medusa because of her hair. I saw the Inhumans trailer just hoping to see what Medusa's hair effect would look like. I was not disappointed. Afraid that's all I have this time around... Do more intern segments. They are hilarious. Thank you for keeping me entertained. Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia. I did hear a review of the Inhumans pilot on the Now Playing podcast. Did you hear that, Bill?
1: Yes. Yes, I did. They
0: did not like it.
1: (laughs) No, and it'll be on this Friday.
0: Is it this Friday? Yep. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to set my DVR because I'll make my own judgment call on it. By the time anybody listens to this, it'll be in the rearview mirror, but... uh, they did not like it I'm not I, and, and I usually they're a little harsher than me, but I'm usually leaning in the same direction as them.
1: So yeah they were I'm, yeah
0: I'm not expecting to have like I told it based you their review
1: Have you watched all of season four of Agents of Shield yet?
0: Probably uh, not yeah I did yes.
1: okay. All right. Spoilers for anyone who has not seen the end of season four. Okay, here we go. If you don't want to hear this, jump ahead like two minutes. All right. So at the end of that, uh, they're picked up. They're sitting in a diner ready to be picked up by the government. And somebody freezes everybody in the in the diner and kills all the power and comes in. And the people that come in are in shadows. And then next thing, they're all kind of like frozen then. Uh, All the you know our agents of shield Are like frozen in place and then you cut I don't remember how how much time later but Coulson wakes up in a cell and then He opens a door and he looks out and he's In space like in An asteroid field or something And then he just turns and he's like You know well back to work Phil I think they've been picked Up by the inhumans And it's how they're gonna like tie The shows together what do you think that they're at. Actually, he was picked up because you don't see who picks him up. They've got uh-huh. some other high-level tech, and I think that Colson's on a ship in space.
0: Well, I mean, it makes sense that he's on a ship in space. Well, well yeah. Were they picked up by the Inhumans, or they picked up by the Kree? Hmm. I'm hmm. not sure. I, I don't think I they're think ready to do an they're... Inhumans crossover yet. You so think, I, I'm going to mm, I don't think they're going to open this, the new season with
1: it. Because I was thinking the guy that, that – because one of the guys that picks them up is uh is kind of bald. And uh, I think the guy that plays Karnak is uh, – they gave him the bald look. And that's why I was thinking it was, might be – because they kind of kept him in shadow. You couldn't really see his face. So
0: that's it's why possible. I was thinking it might be – I'm not, not going to tell you you're wrong.
1: Well, because they might be able to pick up the Cree uh, the DNA – in, um, you know, because uh, there's a lot of Inhumans now on the Earth, so
0: mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: I don't know. That was my. it will be interesting
0: to see where they go. Yeah, and we have one oh. more email.
1: Well, wait, oh. I got one more thing about this. But email. there's more. It says I never knew much about the Inhumans except for Black Bolt because he can't open his mouth and Medusa because of her hair. Doesn't that sound like uh, every marriage out there? Oh, sorry. <laughs> so because I could just say. I never knew much about the Robinsons except for Bill because he can't open his mouth and Jen because of her hair so see see how that works
0: it's kind of seamless hmm I never knew much about the Leylands except for Angela because of her hair and Andy because he can't open his mouth I no said, that doesn't work that' doesn't no, work.
1: see that one doesn't work it would be maybe because he can't close his mouth
0: ooh yeah he can't close his mouth and we love Angela
1: yes all hail Angela. I for one <laughs> I for one welcome our new
0: Angela, I Angela Overlords.
1: I, I for one welcome uh, Queen Angela. Long may she reign.
0: Our new overlord. <laughs> you wanna do the
1: last one or you uh, wanna do it I gotta back up. Back to the bins, two hundred eighty nine. These out of order. You're out of order. This whole podcast is out of order. No, well, did we read them out of order from top I to don't, bottom? I, don't. I think we did not. Whatever. Mm. Anyway, this is back to the bins number two eighty nine. Tom DJ stops by. Hi guys. Scott's report on his assignment is going to be very very long. I could tell that this episode was just prior to Doctor Bill's receiving his gift of Avengers number four from Scott. Yeah, yep, yep. I think Bill was talking about his trip to see him. It was really cool of Scott, and I know Bill will never ever forget it. Oh uh, no, that is definitely. And in, in fact, uh, when I was under fear of hurricane, one of the boxes I took was the, like the first, like 150 issues. Uh, most of Volume One I took with me when I had to evacuate my house. So. I was very impressed that Paul guessed the identity of Savitar correctly on the Flash TV show. Yay, Paul. Mm, Paul's the best. Mm. I can't remember when I guessed, probably the episode before. I don't usually pick up on things very quickly, but I enjoyed Season 3 and eagerly await Season 4. Flash is about the only show I kept up uh, kept up on this year. I fell behind on both Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, I fell behind on Supergirl, but I stayed up with Legends. Um, But I fell behind on Arrow. In fact, I still haven't. I only caught like the tail end of the season finale of Arrow. So I don't really know everything that happened towards the end. But anyway, we just picked up the Blu rays for both, so it shouldn't take us long to catch up before the seasons start again, which as we're speaking now, the seasons are starting pretty darn soon. (laughs) Young Bruce Wayne on the screen was brought up. I could only think of five, four movies and one TV. I may be missing some. It wasn't it wasn't mentioned in the serials nor in the 1966 Batman TV show. I forgot why or how this the name Clem was brought up. Hmm. This is very <laughs> this very interesting surname is of old French origin and is thought to have been introduced into England by the Normans. Normans no, after the conquest of 1066. It derives from the male given name Clement, itself adopted from the Latin Clemens and meaning merciful. Clement Cadiddlehopper just doesn't have the same ring to it. On to the comics. Tom DJ brought New Teen Titans number three, which I have in archive form. Yay! A little bit of information that might have been brought up and got past me for some reason. Oh, oh, a little bit. Sorry. Well, wow, I horrible sentence read I did this issue featured the first appearance of Titans Tower although Robin dreamt about it in the new Teen Titans first appearance at DC Comics Revenge 26 boy was that issue a bear to cover if I remember it was nearly a two hour episode Paul brought Robocop Prime Suspect don't have it but I do have Robocop the future of law enforcement number three I guess that's close enough oh wait I didn't bring a book oh Imagine that. Better close for now. Thank you once again for keeping me entertained at work, Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia, host of the DC Comics Presents show. And that. Thank you, Russell. And our bag is empty except for some Avengers mail and uh, special messages for another episode that may well have already been played at this point. Kind of, maybe. Oh, time travel makes my head hurt.
0: (laughs) Anyway, that's it for another short episode.
1: Yeah, we're banging these out at like 45 minutes, but uh, maybe sometimes we all just need a little break and we want to get to, you know.
0: Not to, to pull the curtain back too far, but all three of us have had stuff go on recently. Uh, you know, some of it you know about, you know, Hurricane Irma and whatever, and other things, not so much. But, uh, you know, it's been a little hard to find time to record. So hopefully these keep you entertained. That's all I would ask.
1: And we thank you for your patience and your patronage. And we look forward to hearing or seeing or, well, no, we can't hear you, nor can we see you. So that was pretty much pointless. <laughs> We look forward to speaking to you
2: in the future. Future, future, future. Thank you so much for listening to our show and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corp of Milan, Italy, all rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to 2 true freaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the 2 com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week.
1: Darn, that's the end.